0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hey, tippers. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. I'm oh, really? And today, you may recognize the two lovely ladies from our previous episodes, Episode 8, and our recent episode, Episode 104. Penny and Akira are joining us once again. They have been together romantically for over a year now and are in the honeymoon phase of working together as full-service sex workers. Both Penny and Akira are lesbian-identifying and perform across the spectrum of gender presentation from day-to-day androgyny to the hyper-feminine aesthetic that is prominent in sex work. So Penny, we had you on Season 1 of the podcast, Episode 8, where you had been stripping for three years, full-time for a little over one, and VIPing at a local
1: club. Where are you at now in your stripping career? I literally had no idea that that was episode eight, so it's kind of amazing that you're now past episode 104, <laughs> presumably, it's been a long time. Um, I'm uh, no longer working at any of the clubs, but I am um, doing full-time sex work still, and I've been doing it for almost six years now, and I just work for like a number of agencies doing it um, as a subcontractor.
2: How has your hustling style changed since 2019?
1: Oh, God. Um, Probably that I give a fuck way less (laughs) (laughs) overall. Um, I remember when I did that episode with you, Danica, like, what, two and a half years ago? Forever. Is that that how long ago? Yeah. Um, I remember talking about, like, having my, like, work persona and, like, how that was very important to me to, like, upkeep this, like, idea of, like, who... Then this fantasy of, like, who Penny is. And now... <laughs> that girl is gone. I... Mitch <laughs> is dead and gone. <laughs> she, she truly is. I I pretty much just show up at this point and decide I'm gonna have a as good of a time as I can in the company that I'm in as myself... And sometimes it goes over super well and they love it and they think I'm really funny and like I kind of just talk really the way that I would talk to you guys and like make similar jokes and like be sarcastic and be like raunchy kind of. Um, And they love it and it goes over super well. Other times I'll go from say one gig that I'm doing that and then I'll go to another gig right after with the same personality and they'll just be like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does not land, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, it's for me right now, it's kind of like what you see is what you get. Um, but it has actually been authentically and genuinely making me have a better time at work. So, I'm pretty happy to be like presenting as more myself than like this fantasy girl mm mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. when
0: we had that talk, too, and you were like, I do it whole person. I have a whole backstory, and I was like, girl, I ain't got the fucking energy for that shit, so I'm so glad that now you're on my level
1: <laughs> no fucks given. I literally remember <laughs> that also. I was thinking about that recently, too, that you had said that you just, like, did not have the energy for it, and I could not relate more. I am impressed that it's taken me that many years, like, I was on my third year at that point to, like, mm-hmm reach that level of burnout. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly when the turning point was for me, but it did happen between that podcast episode and this one at some point. So. <laughs>
0: and I don't know, like, is it burnout for you? For me, it's more so, like, like you just said, like, I generally enjoy work more if I'm just, like, me. And, like, I'm just operating in, like, my own attitude and my own, like, personality and people relating to that. I find much more, like rewarding almost that I can make money just like showing up at the club or showing up at the parties and just making my own stupid jokes out and making my girlfriends and when it lands,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I agree with you, it doesn't always land. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a combination of both burnout and like wanting to have like a bit more of a genuine good time. Like, I don't know. Like it really is exhausting keeping up with that whole like image, I guess at work and, um, I think like the turning point, maybe if I were to pinpoint, it would be like when I was so burnt out that I...
3: excuse me, <laughs> I just know the exact moment that it
1: started. <laughs> 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 um, mm. Yes, okay, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was maybe early spring, let's say, of this year. <laughs>
0: If I had to say date, it was Thursday. That approximately one twenty eight.
2: So it from was from Texas. The hairdresser, yes, yes, helping your sister dead. out and yeah.
1: You know what? The only thing that I actually do still say to this day is that um, I moved here to help my sister with her baby, <laughs> and I've been saying that for like. Probably like four years. Wow, that baby, that baby never ages. Right? No, no, no. Her name. Her name is Lola, and she's two. And she's Benjamin been two button performers. over here. Also, when they ask what my dog's name, my dog's name is also Lola. That's Cute. Uh, so,
0: obviously, when we spoke to you back in episode eight, uh, you were in a different relationship. Akira had not yet. Come to the scene. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that, that's our scene. That's our sound. Yeah, that's it's your entry of the <laughs> Um And you were actually in a relationship with a male, a white man, <laughs> a, a white c- man. White man. Um, how is being in a relationship with a man different from being in a relationship with a woman in the content of a context of sex work?
1: Um well specific to Akira, she's kind of always been behind the scenes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lingering waiting. Yes. We really <laughs> have, we've <laughs> known each other dying. for a long time. Probably about like six or seven years. And um She waited till I was single and then like whoop in the DMs. It was my first ever sliding into the DMs and i had right so. yes. <laughs> I think I'm great oh, at it. <laughs> a
2: good yeah. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were friends for a long time, kind of just peripherally popping in and out of each other's lives. And um, yeah, so I was with someone different at that point, And I still thought that I was a, a bisexual at that point, I thought I was into men. Um, and turns out you're not. Turns out I'm not. (laughs) Realize they ain't shit. (laughs) Turns out I love scissoring. That's not a joke. Scissoring is real people. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, I I guess I don't even know if I could necessarily say that I can chalk it down to men and women being a huge difference in terms of being a sex worker, but specifically being with Akira is amazing because of the person that she is. Um, She, like something that I've always loved about her, even throughout like the last, six years of knowing each other is that like every time I was around her I just felt like she was so available to receive me and like just hear me and like be completely present in our conversations and um, do you want to tell them that I was your therapist at one point yeah we can talk about that mm. <laughs> 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 so
2: she was open to hearing you because okay you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah, yes, she hired me taboo. for my
1: services.
0: Let them have this, right? Now we have, uh,
1: now we have a service exchange. So. Yes. Oh, um, oh. Uh, she gracefully rubs her. <laughs> um, Hands and is, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend is my ex-therapist. This is the exception, not the rule, folks. So if you think your therapist is Super hot, don't go for it.
3: <laughs> and like be going for it either. Yeah. And we also waited past the statute yes. of limitations. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. In like, Canada, three years.
1: Aside, like, I, like, it is very serious. <laughs> yeah, so that's it not is something like, you should do. You
0: know, we joke with you guys because we know it was like appropriate, but being in like you know, we've talked about seeking therapists as a sex worker and as a marginalized group of people. Like, I think there are. Predators that will look for like mm-hmm. sex workers and like in therapist roles, like, kind of like, you know, cross those lines. So, I think that is something to, like, jokes aside, be serious about in the sense where, like, your therapist should not be hitting on you. No. <laughs> and I mean,
3: like, I full on ghosted, I think we both ghosted each other we did. because it was just like, I am unreasonably attracted to this person and I cannot do my job fully right. and I need to not be in this that role. this role for this
1: person. Definitely. And we were both in other relationships yes. at the time and our partners knew each other and we knew each other's partners so Very it was just been <laughs> bad news bears <laughs> all around if anything had happened and We did keep it very professional during that time. Like, there was never anything that alluded to me that, like, she wanted more than than what was happening. Other than uh, prolonged eye contact. Yeah, there was a lot of of staring (laughs) wistfully into each other's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do
0: think that's an interesting point to make, that it's not even necessarily the gender difference of dating, like, female versus male within sex work, but really, like, how that partner... Looks at sex work and how they treat you as a human, not just as a sex worker. Yeah, you know, I think that's a huge thing to point out as well.
1: I definitely want to believe that there are men that are capable of being. Okay, well, this is in a fairy tale podcast. <laughs> I'm just you about know about. what? In <laughs> my fairy tale imagination, there is a man out there who could be a good partner to some woman who likes men. <laughs> I don't really know that at all. Read but deaf people, <laughs> um, and, like, but yeah, over so, here with a men. <laughs> But we've already addressed
3: that he's a lesbian. He is. Yes, he <laughs> really yes, he definitely is. Is lesbian. Uh,
1: Certified. We call Michelle. Am I gay?
0: <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we yes. know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the update that everyone really wants to know. Have you almost had diarrhea on a client again since the last time you're on a podcast?
1: <laughs> um, oh, that truly was my shining public moment. <laughs> um I don't know, through all the times that I've had diarrhea over the last three years, uh luckily none of it has been on a client. On purpose. Not for free. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I'm totally open to doing it for pay, so you know, hit me up. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so how did you guys have been in each other's lives for six seven years how did you guys originally meet Do
3: you um sure <laughs> take it away so um i was friends with uh penny's ex-boyfriend um and i had made plans to meet up with him at Rec beach and i had no idea that penny was gonna be there and i was like High as fuck on mushrooms, running down the beach, fully naked, just, like, wind blowing through my hair, titties flopping around. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a doctor for that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, literally met Penny for, like, 30 seconds and never forgot her. Never, ever.
1: Yeah, I remember it too. (laughs) I saw you
3: staring at me really intensely behind those sunglasses.
1: (laughs) Was it because you had titties before?
3: Probably.
1: I just, I just remember your eyes and being like, "Wow, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen," and being like, "I wonder what it's like being a lesbian." (laughs) (laughs) Is this before you realized? Yes. This is only shortly after I was like, maybe I'm a, a bisexual. I hmm. don't know. I kind of was like toying with the idea of what that might mean for me. So, yeah.
2: So Akira, did Penny play a role in you wanting to re-enter sex work?
1: Oh, uh, sorry, I'm God go ahead. done.
2: Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. I was gonna say, in other words, uh, did penny working make you want to re-enter or did penny convince you to re-enter did she try traffic you
3: into this <laughs> <laughs> totally hold <laughs> me okay? against my will and forced me to do it, <laughs> uh, it, it twice, you're not okay
0: <laughs> for the for the timeline yeah. you were Got romantically involved with Penny and then entered sex work. Yes, correct. correct. Right. Okay.
3: So, um, for me, like as we spoke about in the last episode, um, I have previous experience with sex work, and for me, sex work was never a closed door. It's something that I always kind of had like the door a- the door ajar. Mm-hmm. The jo- I just mixed Almost those I- two words together. <laughs> I left the door ajar, mm-hmm. um, and just like life circumstances, the pandemic, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and honestly, like, I wanted to have fun in sex work and really just, like, reclaim myself and, like, what better way to do that than with a partner?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it would be like. I mean, I can't imagine having, like, a female in that role because they, like, fully understand it with you. And I imagine, too, like, coming home from a shift and being able to, like, decompress together about it and not have, like worry that someone's gonna judge you for what you did in that shift or whatever because totally. you know they're there with you and they've you know been through it as well mm-hmm. I imagine that being really beneficial and, and and like good for your mental health almost to have
3: 100% it. I mean even like just kick. in like the even when I wasn't in, like in sex work in the beginning of our relationship and just watching Penny go from like Kind of like past experiences being like a, like just sprinkling a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there, and then it's like watching her go into like actually being able to decompress mm-hmm. and like what, the, like just like how she felt afterwards. It was really cool to watch that
0: process. It's mm-hmm. super beautiful. Right. Yeah. Well, if you want to add two more, Riley um, <laughs> <finally> and me are interested. <laughs> 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 We also want to decompress. <laughs> <laughs> so we've discussed on the podcast potential jealousy when it comes to having a partner who does sex work. Um, we've talked about that at length with um, different guests and amongst ourselves and people in the DMs as well. And also inherently the competition environment that sex work has as well. You know, you're competing for the same, you know, in quotes, pot of money or a slice of the pie, but We spoke, we've never actually spoken to anyone in the middle of that Venn diagram. So someone who, you know, that jealousy of a partner mixed with the competition of a fellow sex worker. So how has that been? Has there been any jealousy when it comes to being booked for gigs or money made or favoritism? I don't think that,
1: like, jealousy in terms of being booked for gigs, usually one of us (laughs) is just sad that the other one is not booked as well for the same work (laughs) because we like working together and we have fun so Mm -hmm. and then for me like in terms of competition like if I see her like making really good money and like people wanting her and wanting her services and stuff like I'm just like really proud of her and excited for her I get stoked like it just makes me happy to see you like flourishing like Bear Claw, Claw, yes, our our favorite uh, client, Bear Claw. <laughs>
3: hey, <laughs> We oh, talk about Bear Claw. Literally, Bear Claw all night was just like nipple piercings and tattoos. Nipple piercings and tattoos. Awesome That's all you bear. need. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't feel like with clients, um, I don't feel jealous. I feel very neutral about the idea of her like doing what she may with clients um that doesn't like strike a nerve with me um we're both gay so i don't feel threatened in any way that she may like fall in love with a client and run away with him or he's something he's going to turn that. her to exactly. the right side he <laughs> yes, just yes, haven't met the right Big guy yet. baby yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what do we call it heroin and her <laughs> <laughs> we still the working title <laughs> 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 Um, for that reference, go back and listen to Akira's. That yeah,
1: all being said, <laughs> I am definitely not like trying to be like, oh, I'm above jealousy. I mm-hmm. never get jealous because like I am very much monogamous with her, and I love her so much, and I do not want to be in an romantically open relationship. And like, there are things that could go awry in like a work situation that probably would strike a nerve, which might be more specific to like things with other working girls like Mm -hmm. if like one of our boundaries was crossed in like something involving another girl that we were doing a show or something that that might make me feel uncomfortable not that that's necessarily happened yet or anything but that's something that I could maybe foresee making me uncomfortable um So, I'm definitely not immune to jealousy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want the audience to know right now that Akira is
2: like sitting down and then Penny is. Koalaing on her. Uh, (laughs) Like a little
3: backpack. (laughs) It's funny because I'm smaller than Penny too.
1: (laughs) And also, Akira is notoriously the little spoon. Um, I
0: almost looks against her your will. You're kind of like in <laughs> a like, like, yeah, like,
3: I'm so comfortable right <laughs>
0: no. now. <laughs> this isn't scary
3: at all. Um, to mom, <laughs>
0: to
2: mom. <My> <laughs> um,
0: you, so do you think part of that would be different if it was female clients? Like, if there was a like a stagette or a bachelorette party, and one of you were working, it, or you guys were working it together? Do you think that would? Because I know you mentioned like because you guys are both identifying as gay you really don't want the dick so like you're not too worried about feelings growing for a male
1: i don't know what do you think
3: i mean i would just go into it with the same perspective as like working for men
1: yeah like, like they are all just clients yeah
3: a client is a client is a client mm-hmm. um and like i i know my personal boundaries within myself And within our relationship, and I'm very, very certain that I will never cross those things. Um, And I I work, like, whenever we work together, even with men, like, I'm very aware of what I'm doing and what may trigger or affect Penny.
0: Right. I think that's, like, like, I've talked to a lot of people about, too, is, like, if you're with a partner, male or female, who is not a sex worker, like, I don't know if they will ever fully comprehend how much we disassociate and compartmentalize real work life with our actual real intimacy. Totally. And like, so I think you guys have a one up in the sense where you guys truly understand how that works in your brain of this. Like, you know, in your episode in 104, you said it's a task. You know? yeah. so I look at it. Right.
3: It's, it's very much a task. It's just like, Lord, is it a task?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. Like, like I said in the last episode, it's like getting a cup of coffee for your boss or writing a strongly worded email. That's literally, yeah, it's we just weird part now, of your job.
1: You I was like,
0: what? fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Sunky laughs> dick is like a cup of coffee.
2: <laughs> what do you think the difference is in your mind when it comes to jealousy with like a client and a working girl? Like you said, you know, a client is a client is a client. Um, and then Penny, you kind of said if, you know, uh, Akira was to do a show with another girl, that that might make you a little bit uncomfortable even though you as a working girl knows that like any show that you do you're not like into the other girl like do, do you know like if the, like why there is a difference in that like jealousy or is this just
1: uh well like I said like that's never actually happened that's this is just, just kind of something that I thought like, maybe yeah. in a hypothetical land could strike a nerve if because we have pretty specific boundaries in terms of what we mm-hmm. uh are comfortable doing with other people and um like if she were to disregard one of those boundaries, that would indicate to me, like to me. Can you give an example of an, a boundary? Well, yeah, that we do Actually, one of our
0: questions was if you guys had boundaries and what they what they are, because I yes. think that's something that would help other people in a similar
1: situation be like, okay, actually, that's a really good boundary to have. Okay. Um, yeah. So something specifically for me is like that neither of us receive oral from other people other than each other in a work capacity. Um, so my feelings would definitely be hurt if that boundary was ever violated. Not that I think that she would obviously disregard that boundary, but just as like an example of something that I could see. Baby, um, I don't want to
3: eat no pussy but yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which you make very clear to me every time you eat my pussy. <laughs> Which is like every day, multiple times.
2: <laughs> this, this is the meal I want. Yes. <laughs> oh. meal.
3: <laughs> I'm well fed.
2: (laughs) Oh, we're going Uh, Uh, (laughs) downhill. Going
3: down.
0: The puns keep coming. (laughs) Coming. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on. Uh. Um,
1: What was the question? That what's the difference between like another working girl and a client? I guess I don't know. Like, it's. I mean, literally, I'm just. Kind of going into a hypothetical situation, but I guess, like, another aspect of it could be, like, that they do have that understanding. And sometimes girls who work um, do meet each other and fall in love. It does happen. Like, to me, that seems way more likely than... um, Like, as a lesbian, that seems way more likely than falling in love with a client. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think, like, also, too, like, we... When you're, like, in a
0: community, too. Like, within it's within your own community, right? Like, if I were to put myself in your shoes, I think that would bother me. That, like, my partner was doing a show with someone who I'm probably going to work with next weekend. And that they're probably going to keep seeing each other at gigs in a hyper-sexualized situation. As opposed to a client, like, how often do we see the same people at PR gigs? Not that regularly, the client side of things. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, like, not to be harsh, but I think we have more respect for each other in our community than we do with clients. Yeah. So I think, like... You don't even have to say say that for it to be (laughs)
3: known. Do do you know
0: what I mean? So I think, like, I don't know. I just think, like, there would be more mutual respect and care for each other in the community than some random client...
1: Right, and sense. we're also just so much more real with each other, even, like, when we just have those, like, stolen moments in the bathroom while we're, like, yeah. decompressing, yeah. like, mid-shift, kind of, like, just sort of seeing what's going on with the other person. It's not quite as, like, surface value, necessarily, yeah. when you're interacting with, um, uh, like, colleagues, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. I completely agree. Do you have any other sort of boundaries that you're comfortable sharing?
1: Um, you mentioned
0: something about shows. Do you guys, are you guys comfortable doing shows with other oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, basically the biggest thing for us is, like, no receiving or giving oral to other people other than each other in a show. So, um, that would be, like, the biggest no-go zone. And then, like, kissing is kind of like, like, neither one of us are particularly girlfriend experience types. So, um, like, I don't really want to kiss a lot of the girls that I, don't I work with. It's not something that I want to do um some people I'm comfortable with it like we've both kissed our old roommate um Rosie yeah um and that wasn't weird at all you know that felt pretty it was neutral. really
3: interesting because Rosie is quite a bit taller than me and I'm a foot
1: taller than me
0: yeah she picks you up Super thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie's also on the podcast I think in season one so you guys can go yeah. back to that one too yeah. <laughs> it's all coming right, back right back
3: and then one of the boundaries that we made before I even went into sex work was that my butt is for you only okay <laughs> <laughs> yes that ass is mine <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Tiffany.
2: Oh Jesus. Okay.
3: <laughs> Can you tell them your pussy's name? Oh no. My pussy's Should name we is We give a secret. Okay, yeah. That's, that's just wow, what a How tease. how was it not Tiffany? <laughs> she's not that... jokes this line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we really missed an opportunity oh, there. Yeah, <laughs> true. An opportunity. She just right
1: feels there. like a Tiffany to me, guys. I can't explain it. It's a vibe. We have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> they got acquainted last night.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> So, obviously, like, all our friends I know you guys are together, and most of our friends are in sex work community, but do the bookers and or clients know you guys are a couple, or do you keep that kind of private? Do you play it off like you aren't together in those scenarios?
3: It's like... I don't know. Like, there are people who know, and then there's people who don't know. I don't really go out of my way to tell people, like, bookers and stuff that we're together. There have been a few moments where, like, clients will be like, are you guys, are you guys girlfriends? Lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they'll clock it themselves, and then we'll just be like, yeah, of course. I mean, look at her. She's
1: so fucking hot. Why wouldn't I want her to be mine?
0: (laughs) And then, do you think that like
1: helps or hinders when clients know you guys are a couple? Well, recently it helped. A guy clocked it and he was very into it. And, you know, I could definitely see that um, working in our favor in the future. I could also see it getting in the way though. Totally. Because, I mean, also guys are like, I don't know. They probably, like, some guys aren't going to like view our relationship as real because of their homophobia. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just going to. Think that we need the right dick to sway us or Gay whatever. Gay for pay, <laughs> sure. and, um, but uh, I don't. I definitely don't go out of my way to tell people either. Um, when people ask me, like, if who I'm dating or if I'm dating someone, I will, like, obviously say that I'm dating her, especially if they know her already. Mm-hmm. But with like bookers and like just on surface level, we say that we're roommates. Mm-hmm. Classic, yeah. um, very good roommate, classic lesbian thing to say. That's why we're always <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it. It's, like, it's hot to think you guys, like, you guys scissor. That's hot for guys, but they don't want to know your full gigs. And, like, but you don't want my dick then. Yeah. Which I yeah. mean, like, men are so, like, self, self-involved self that, like, the idea that they're going to cut out. Yeah. Do you, know, so like, you know what was funny? It was, bisexual,
3: like, we worked a gig says. not too no, long ago no, where a guy fully believed that we were just roommates that liked to
1: scissor once in a while.
3: Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah getting lonely. Okay.
1: Very, very <laughs> convinced. And, like, we weren't hiding... Like any of our relationship vibes, like I had my hand on her thigh, and like we were just acting very much like a couple, and like not really holding back any of the legitimate truths about like our like intimacy at home. And he was just like, "Wow, just best roommates ever!" Wow, <laughs> he's
0: like, "I had a friend like that I'm, too." Girls are so
1: lucky. Yeah, <laughs> literally.
2: Men are dumb. Yeah. You're, like, we, literally saying, like, um, we're together, and he's, like, remains. Solid, solid friends. Solid friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we do say that we're bisexual sometimes. I prefer not to, like, even dignify that with, like, a label, because for me, like, m- labeling myself as bisexual is, like, triggering <laughs> from my past, you know, yeah, like finally fair. now having an uh, identity that, um, <coughs> feels right. Um, feels like a bit of a regression being like, Oh yeah, we're both though. You know, so <laughs> the guys got to know that they have a chance. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, one of the sacrifices that I make.
0: <laughs> so when you guys are at a gig or seeing a client, you do do services together, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever get turned on when you're watching each other do services or?
3: Did you get turned on watching me suck
1: bear claws dick? <laughs> oh
0: God,
3: Lord, uh, <laughs> actually,
1: you didn't even see that. Oh no, that wasn't bear claws. No. Um no, I was just I was I was just proud of you, that's all. I was just proud. <laughs> you suck um, that dick, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, very you much that.
2: <laughs> Go, baby. <laughs> like you know uh, on main Girls how it's like I'm, I'm the fun mom it's like, you're like I'm the fun girlfriend condom <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a snack or a cup?
3: Honestly, okay. like, it doesn't turn me on. I think it's just fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. like there'd be times where, like, guys can't get hard, and, like, I'll whisper in her ear, it's a dick in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, quiet enough that they can't hear, but loud enough that she can.
1: Yeah, yeah. we have a joke about uh, how it feels like sucking a dick in a bag, and how it's like oh. that Justin Timberlake song, Dick in a Box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is more so comical and gross. I definitely have an ick factor for sure with the penises. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> that is a, just kind of a reality. I actually recently had, a, a double, um, half service that I was doing with someone else, not Akira. And while I was in the middle <laughs> of performing the... Felatio. Um, <laughs> Fellating this dick in a bag. Um the guy was the guy said to the other girl, he's like, Oh, I want her to do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to my little corner and went back to pretending to fuck myself and then um later on in the bathroom, like I was like How funny is that, that he, like, didn't think that I was doing a very good job. And she was like, she was like, yeah, I noticed that, too. And I was like, I guess my lesbian is showing. I I, (laughs) thought I still had it. I really thought that I still had the skills, but...
0: (laughs) So, I mean... I think me and Riley have like said this before that it'd be super cool to like have someone, a best friend that works with you, it's also your lover. Stop looking at <laughs> no.
1: each It's not. Good. <laughs> I like how you
3: guys are pretending you're not in a relationship. Yeah, yeah that's it's very cute. Like, your denial is adorable.
0: <laughs> We're not ready
2: yet. Don't, don't, <laughs> be more so, don't out <laughs> us. That's episode two
0: hundred. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep them guessing. <laughs> so, what do you love about working as a couple?
3: I love that like I just love like the stolen moments that we have with each other like when we work together like we have our little check-ins I was actually when I was driving to do the podcast I was like thinking about all of the things that I love about working with you and it's like the the moments that were we're, where I'm able to have like a human moment Mm. with you and just be like like myself for a brief moment mm-hmm. and it just kind of helps me throughout the night just like stay energized really and like centered and happy
1: yeah I totally agree like for me it's just like those moments when like I can come up to you and give you a hug and like it just like our bodies feel the way that our bodies feel and that feels familiar and normal and like grounding and mm-hmm. it, um it's just nice to like have that be like a place to um <clears throat> like a place to check in and then work off from there. Totally.
3: I remember the first gig that we worked together was like, it was that shit show of a gig where like way too many girls got sent there when there was only supposed to be me. (laughs) Um, And homeboy like grabbed my face and was being very like aggressive. And then I like pushed him away and then I hugged you and I actually felt like a moment that could have been traumatic was not traumatic because I had you there. Mm -hmm. And like it really softened the blow of what was happening. And that was really nice. And I don't think a lot of people really get that.
1: Yeah, totally. And, like, I think, for me, like, <clears throat> having you present while I'm doing full service, while I'm being fucked, um, is, like, another huge, like, bonus of doing sex work. I honestly because- Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'll just... I'll finish my thought quickly. <laughs> but, um... Basically, just, like, if I'm being fucked by a man, penis-having man, and I've got her there and we're kissing, like, it kind of just feels, like, a little bit less weird, a little bit less foreign to me as, like, a demisexual individual as well. Like, for me, the sex is never really going to be that pleasurable with a stranger, but having her there is just, it's familiar and it makes me feel safer and, um... Like, it makes it feel neutral towards good, Mm -hmm. I would say, having her there.
3: Yeah. And what I was going to add when I accidentally almost cut you off (laughs) um, was that I feel like we kind of bypass a lot of, like, the potential traumas that could happen um, while doing full service or half service or whatever the fuck you're doing um, because we have each other. And, like, the normalcy and, like, the love and the compassion and the understanding and the lack of judgment that we have between the two of us, it, it... it honestly is more empowering to do those services and walk away, obviously, a couple thousand dollars richer, but also with less, like, of a emotional,
1: like... Burden. Burden, yeah. Right. My first ever full service was with Akira, and I think, like, it probably would have taken me longer to decompress and start to feel normal afterwards because it was kind of a bizarre feeling. It It was... Square peg round hole. Yeah, definitely. And having her there made me feel a lot safer. So I'm definitely grateful that we are able to to do this type of work together. I never like imagined when I I mean the last time I was on this podcast, I never imagined I could be in this relationship where I feel this level of support and also like camaraderie. Like I get to work with my best friend who I feel very romantic about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. I always would rather work with my friends because I feel like there's those, like you just said, the parts of the night where something kind of weird happens or funny or awesome and you have that person that you can just, like, grab in the bathroom and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, talk too. shit or congratulate each other or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I it almost, like, it's like a little, like, a safe space. Yeah. Right? 100%. Oh, we congratulate each other now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can of a spot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah definitely I think working with your friends is always the way to go because lord knows it gives us stories to talk about Mm. so what have been some of your favorite moments or gigs or experiences
1: that you guys have had working together um well, we had a pretty rowdy one recently. Um, I don't know if you want to tell this story, Akira.
3: Yeah. So we were at a gig, and we ended up selling a lesbian toy show. And um, the toy that we had was a suction cup dildo. And um, so essentially, we started the, the, the show just, like, making out fake scissoring, real scissoring, because we're lesbians, and we actually enjoy scissoring. Wait, what? It's real. It's not a myth. You guys... Are lesbians? We're lesbians.
1: Did we forget to mention that you guys are lesbians. Yeah, Les- Les- lesbians or um, lesbians.
3: <laughs> um, so we were like doing the show, and then uh, at one point we took the suction cup dildo and stuck it to this guy's forehead, and he was sitting on a couch, and I jumped up onto like the back of the couch and grabbed this glass railing that was like. Attached to his stairs. And I was literally like fucking this dildo on this guy's forehead <laughs> so aggressively. hanging
1: I, off the railing. It looked so funny. She looked like like a sexy monkey hanging <laughs> off the railing, just like going hard on this guy's forehead. Literally I'm like I I would be so surprised
3: if he didn't have a concussion from how <laughs> hard <laughs> I was like, fucking <laughs> his forehead. Um and then within that same night we
1: what what else happened? Okay, so earlier in the night, the guys, they kept, what were they referring, they were like, we want you guys to do more fucked up shit, that's what they were saying. Yeah. We went, fucked up shit. So we were like, okay, what have you got in mind? <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Oh my god, yeah, this. How is. weird do you want it to be? And he was like, well, what if, like, you do, um, okay, what's that gymnastics move? A on? bridge. A bridge. What if you do a bridge, uh, and they I- they call it a bridge? Yeah, where Impressive. you go, like, well,
0: they, they said That's the what it's bridge. called?
1: Yeah. Yeah. From um, them. So they, they were like, Can you do a bridge and then we'll do a line of Coke off of your pussy? And I was like, Yes, you certainly could do that. And they were like they were like, What? And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. So um, I get down on the ground on my back and get up into a bridge and sure enough, they pour the Coke onto my pussy and do it off my pussy. <laughs> and, um, afterwards she's like, uh, Akira watched the whole thing and she was like, you're like, you should go clean yourself off. Like there's a lot of Coke on your clit. Like, is your clit numb? And also like, like, as he like did the line, he like tried to eat your pussy did, yeah. and
3: I literally like smacked
1: the back of his head and I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. She caught it very quickly. <laughs> Bad boy! Um, Down! <laughs> so the story's not done there. Um, we go up to the bathroom. I kind of wipe off. I'm like trying to deal with this cocaine pussy situation, make sure my clit doesn't go numb. Coke can Cucci.
3: I? <laughs>
1: Cookucci and. <laughs> okay, this is okay. We got some working to add this yet uh, I, I just have like
2: a little bit of a logistics question, I think. Okay. So you're in a bridge, right?
0: So is your pussy not pointing down? No, it's like her pubic hump, I imagine, is what she's using. Pubic mound. Yeah, yeah, but is is that not like... Like,
1: are you thinking of downward
2: dog? No, no, no. Hmm. I'm thinking of a bridge. But Picture like, it? you're still in this position, and then like, how? Like, isn't your pussy still pointing down?
1: It was like, kind of no, sloped. It's kind of, yeah. Looks like it was a slope, but yeah. it was definitely like on the top, maybe just above the the, cubic the line. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it had the mons it had like a, if yeah. you will. <laughs> 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 i shop, if you will. Okay. I was just very concerned about
2: the coke and its uh, falling effect. Well, it did <laughs> fall. That's, like, that's <laughs> the point the, of the, <laughs> the story.
0: There's the light. How would I balance
1: the Coke on it? i was curious. Well, the whole point of the story is the Coke did indeed avalanche its okay. way down my entire oh, place. Like okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Truly wet powder. <laughs> yes. Aww. And then I went to, you know, tidy that whole situation up. And, um... As Akira mentioned, we did a lesbian toy show, like, moments later. Where and we scissored. We scissored. That's the first thing we did. We scissored. And then we went to go eat each other out, and, like, literally both of us, we, like, went down each other for one second, came back up, and we were like because we both tasted aggressively like cocaine. Ah, the coke transferred. It transferred to both of our vaginas. just coke everywhere.
0: (laughs) All the holes. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you want to finish the story? Yeah, and
3: then, so, throughout the night, um... I started to like get anxiety and panicked and I fully convinced myself that I had relapsed and that I was high on cocaine and was like cocaine pacing around <laughs> like, just like I I'm I'm really fucked up right now I'm really high I'm like not okay right now at all and I was like fully panicking just like convinced that I was high on cocaine yeah. Um, turns out that I just had like way too much energy drinks and. a Red Bull will get you. <laughs> oh, and, and I was also
1: on uh, daytime cold medicine. I had to sit her down and be like, like hold her hands, look her in the eye, babe, we drank a bunch of energy drinks, you haven't eaten today, and you've taken daytime cold medicine twice in the last 10 hours. And this you is are like not high on cocaine. <laughs> I have had more. Cocaine done off my body in different areas over the last number of years to feed a fucking village. So the odds of you being high from like this transfer pussy coke moment is (laughs) simply. The most unlikely. I'm not a doctor. Maybe some doctors can confirm. I'm but not a doctor. I'm a lobster. <laughs> I love I'm the a, idea I'm I'm that a doctor, doctor feed a village. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. i I don't know how consistent this is. I keep going for a <laughs>
0: <long. laughs> <laughs>
1: while. Well, not. this village is not very <laughs> resourceful not if, if they aren't selling the cocaine okay. first, so that's their problem. <laughs>
0: So before we get to the last three rapid fire questions, what is some advice you can give for other couples who are thinking of doing sex work together? Couples therapy.
3: Couples therapy (laughs) and then get very, very clear on boundaries. Um, And honestly, like you're not going to succeed if you're not good at communication. It's like the like communication is the
1: foundation of everything every relationship in your life especially your romantic ones and that means also like boundaries with each other in terms of decompression too like if you get home from work and your partner's just had like a full-blown anxiety attack about something unrelated to work like it's not going to be conducive for their mental health for you to decompress in that moment and talk about the dicks you sucked that night or what Mm -hmm. you know xyz whatever happens like you can't always be prioritizing your decompression over their well being. So, for you to have a partner that is willing to say to you, "I'm not in the space where I can like be the vessel for that right now," I think that I'm very good at telling you when
3: I'm not okay yeah. to to yeah hold that space for you. And you're also very good for me too. Yeah, that. I think we both are pretty good at that. I think the best like a best practice is to just like ask. Your mm-hmm. partner, or potential partner, or whoever this person is that you're wanting to work with, if they have the space, right, to decom, like for you to decompress, yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent.
2: That's a really that's... good point. Good advice for anyone, like both working
0: together and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do me and Riley do that? No, <laughs> we force each other's
1: trauma on each other all the time, <laughs> and we just take it, <laughs> anyways. Oh, and another thing that I I would definitely recommend, for, for especially for those of us who, like, are maybe um, demisexual, like myself, um, to contextualize sex, recreational sex, that is, so that it doesn't feel triggering and feel the same as when you're at work. So contextualizing means, like, planning, preparing, giving your body time to adjust to the fact that you're going to be having rec sex, and that's going to be with your loving partner or whomever you choose to have that sex with. Um, but for me, like creating a very different context in which I make love, which, um, I've never been comfortable using those terms before, but I am with this beautiful bitch <laughs> <laughs> um, that last night. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's very helpful for me. Um, in conjunction to also doing full service at work. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And those are really good points.
0: So before we let you go, three rapid-fire questions that we're going to ask within the context of your relationship. So what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you two would like to try? Together.
2: Hmm. Forever. Forever.
3: I don't know. It's hard. I, I used to have so many fantasies, but now, like, now that I'm actually doing sex work with my partner, a lot of those fantasies are just like...
1: They're not fantasies. We could get paid to do that. Totally.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally.
1: (laughs) We used to want to find, like, maybe a gentle bisexual boy who we could just use for his hard penis and Mm. fully ignore in a sexual situation. Like, literally just use the dick. Now that there are men that are in sexual context with us at work... It doesn't feel quite as appealing. Mm-hmm. Now that you've actually met them, you're
2: like,
0: no, sure. yeah. What were you yeah. we thinking? The people hiring us are not gentle bisexuals. No, true, 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 true. What is one thing that you have tried sexually together that you probably wouldn't do again?
1: Oh. I do everything three times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We ever tried. I I don't think I've ever tried anything with you that I didn't really like. I like everything with you. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing is a closed door. I can't recommend scissoring enough, everyone. (laughs) I am a spokesperson for scissoring. I will say it once again. It is real. (laughs) Just lube it up. Find a position that works, and fucking go to town. (laughs) And the last one. If you had the world's attention
0: for thirty seconds, what would you two say?
1: I love this bitch. i love this bitch too (smack) Okay. no
0: very sweet that is very cute uh penny and akira thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories with us it's been a pleasure akira to have you on back to back super fun and penny i am super proud of how far you've come over the x amount of years since your first episode you've really truly grown why can't you just let me have that? <laughs> it's, um, no, in all seriousness, you've really grown, um, in being a sex worker and, you know, how you operate in that role. And I'm very proud of you for all your growth.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And also just your growth in your personal life, like really coming into your own and coming into like what you identify as you. And that's awesome to see as a friend.
1: It's yeah. Gay, it's been though. a very transformative <laughs> you <gay. laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am a gay. <laughs> you gotta ruin every time you go <laughs> I mean, <the> <laughs> feels like like, oh.
0: so before I let you go uh, Penny where can people find you
1: um, you can find me on Instagram at hot famous celebrity uh, you can also find me on TikTok if you want to be part of my 12 person viewership but, um, <laughs> fun cool girl I post things that I think are really funny so I don't know Maybe. I also think they are very funny they're pretty yes. funny. thank you for the validation and then Kira where can people find you
3: you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kira the hun T-H-A H-U-N awesome and Riley where can people find you um, yeah. I didn't look it up since
2: last time uh, you can find me at Riley divine underscore particularly <laughs> Potentially we don't know. It sounds
0: right. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50 plus a tip or email at 50 plus tip at gmail.com. Sign to the DMs with questions, comments. (laughs) I didn't know it was gonna be loud. This bitch ruined my (laughs) extro (laughs) Well damn! I
1: forget what makes sounds. Hydrian bitch stop drinking. (laughs) So
0: yeah. Message, comment, uh, send an email to fifty plus a tip on Instagram or 50 plus tip at gmail.com. We'd love getting them. Again, ladies, thank you so much for joining
1: us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know nobody can see, but I'm flashing them a boobs right now. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely, thank you. Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Bye.